You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce Strong, set of my good pals, uh, Dylan and uh, Jimmy, I almost about said Dylan and Schwitty again. I don't know what it is. It's just like it's. I say Dylan, and then I'm like, oh, it's something that ends with an E. And then I say Schwitty. I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's Jimmy. So there you go. I didn't, I didn't mess up that time. So um, thank you. So I finally bought um, uh, some tickets to uh, NHL games here in Edmonton, and it isn't easy because. Uh, it, you guys were saying, like we were talking before the podcast, that you got like Dylan. You were saying the Rangers game again in Chicago next week. It's what ten dollars, and I think the cheapest uh, tickets I found uh, for the Oilers this season was like a weekday game in March against Arizona, where it's forty dollars. It's ridiculous <laughs> how expensive tickets are here. I bought uh, tickets for uh, Monday, December twentieth, against Anaheim, and I'm surprised they were that low because it's a divisional team. Well, I guess, I guess so, but like, I don't think like the best player in the NHL is going to be on the ice, Troy Terry. Yeah, that is true. Um, I'd be excited. <laughs> um, screw those hacks, Drysital and uh, and McDavid. What about a uh, Troy McFrog. Terry on a, on a seven or sixteen game point streak or whatever it is? And then I bought and then I bought uh, tickets to the I think it was January eighteenth uh, game against or Chicago. So I'll be seeing Chicago for the first time in three years. I think the last time I saw them Chicago play, which was also the last NHL game I went to, they won six to two. That was fun. If I recall correctly, was that the game where they just came out swinging in the third period and like Dylan Strom sniped one and then Saad yeah. got a goal and then yeah. 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 I remember that game. That That'd was because Dry I think they scored first and then Dry got two goals and then they just unloaded in the third period there. Yeah, because wasn't that the year where uh, Drysaddle went off when McDavid was injured? Probably. Uh, no, that year. wasn't the year he won the heart. This is the year he had 50 goals and no one talked about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. It's that year. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's just hilarious how many great years Drysaddle's had and it just gets thrown to the rug because of McDavid. Like, <laughs> he had 50 yeah, goals one season them. and it does not get talked about nearly enough. <laughs> how many other players have scored 50 goals in, like, the past even decade? Because, like, like, 50 goals ever. Is Stammer and Ovechkin. Yeah, that is it. Like, Kucherov hasn't done it. Matthews hasn't done it. Even though Matthews probably could have if he yeah, played a he full will, season. Someday. That's different, though. Uh, yeah. Corey like, Perry scored 50 goals once. Okay, I guess we, if, we're, if we're going off of 10 years, yeah, that would be a third one. You're right. I forgot yeah. about Corey Perry. But um, that his, was, like, uh, his heart 10 years ago. Day. Yeah, heart year. Yeah, it's Crosby, Fever yeah, June 2011 was. Oh, no, Crosby scored 50 goals, I think. Was it his rookie year, too? No, I think Crosby no. won the Rocket with, like, 40-something goals. 
But when, wait, Crosby got fifty. I don't think it was like in this this decade. Let me check. No, it wasn't. No, I think he. Like, yeah, I think it was two thousand ten, and I think he tied with uh, Stamkos. I could be wrong though. The last yeah. ten years. Last ten years. But anyways, I wanted to make this whole point about tickets and how expensive they are because I want to lead this into this next uh, segment with uh, uh, Riley Tufty uh, or being oh. scratched in Minnesota with uh, all his family there. So. For context, uh, Riley Tufty, I think he was a first-round pick in 2016. He's not he, – I think he's only played, like, a couple of NHL games. And uh, he's from Minnesota, in the Minnesota area at least, and he had a bunch of family coming to the game. He used his NHL call-up money to uh, buy all the tickets for them. Oh, and, like, it just, I missed that. It just – it just this, this story, like, as the more you read into it, it just gets worse and worse because <laughs> – one, I was gonna say. Yes, I, I I just wanted to say that, yeah, like buying tickets, it's it's not cheap. I bet it's probably cheaper in Minnesota than it is in uh, Edmonton. But Definitely. um, like it's a pandemic right now. Like family, like people, just in general, are like uh, strapped of money. They don't have them that much money anymore as like they used to. And Riley Tufty, like. I don't. I, he's on a two-way contract, so he's playing in the NH- AHL. I'm pretty sure it's not like he's making a whole ton of money, so he has to pay for all these tickets and stuff. And uh, I believe what what happened was is that he got called up. He was gonna play, and then I think one of the assistant coaches said that, "Oh, we got a uh, like a couple players back." I think Joel Kiviranto was one of them. Let's insert more speed into our lineup, and. Uh, that's that's the assistant coach rick bonus could have said no i want to play i want to play this guy our former first round pick he's playing in front of his family no i want to play this guy i'm the head coach and i'm going to play him at the end of the day and of course scratched him and the worst part is they lost seven to two in minnesota well deserved um glad that rick bonus got yeah i just want to say that this is just another like we talked about it we've talked about it a couple more yeah, we talked about it a couple months ago. Literally, I Rick Bonus does not have a single fucking grip on that locker room right now, and this is just another way of it showing. Like, I don't know how that guy has a job. He got it because of the Bubble Cup run. I get it, but I'm sorry. We talked about it last month, and Luke Glenning was on the top line. Luke Glenn Denning was on the top line. Like, what are they <laughs> doing in Dallas right now, and what has Rick Bonus done to have any job security at this point? And this is just the cherry on top, in my opinion. Just mistreating prospects entirely and just kind of not even – like, like you said, Pierce, he's the head coach. He should have a grip on the room. He should know what's going on. And the fact that he just kind of blew that to the side. And then, you know, like you said, they got their butts kicked that night. Looks good on you. Looks good on you. You absolute trash human being. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't already have the locker room and now you're going to scratch again. Like what message does that send? Just make more players? enemies. Just make more enemies. Why don't you on your way out the door like because you're not making it out of this season unless the stars miraculously turn this around and you know make the playoffs he's not he's not keeping his job dude guys they got the right their first regulation win after the hawks got their first regulation (laughs) they're not good Mm -hmm. like they can't score and then they put their best goal scorers in positions to not score goals like i'm sorry there should never be a world where dennis gurianov's getting scratched on a nightly basis there should never be a world where jamie ben and tyler sagan are on the fourth line and then Michael, I will admit, I did not know those top six minutes. It's ridiculous. I didn't there. know those two things happened, and how how was that allowed? Because it's Dallas, he... and everyone turns a blind eye to it, Jimmy. That's why. How the fuck does he still have a job? It's incredible. Like I, I, I've happened... seen, you know, the the record, but I didn't know um, 
that was behind it. That's incredible. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Rick Bonus, and from what I've heard from Stars fans, Rick Bonus does not seem like the answer, and he sounds like he hasn't no, been he's the not answer at all. for at least a year now. Cause... Sounds like Mike Babcock. Well, it's yeah, a, like it's a, what it's he almost... did, what he did to Riley Tufty is ex- exactly something Dude, Mike Babcock to do, whether that is Jason Spezza. Mike Madonna scratching him for his 1,500 game, which, by the way, he never played 1,500 games. He's stuck at 1,499 games. Because Babcock scratched him on five fucking games in a row. This is the problem. Like, I know we talked about it with Derek, like, just to kind of relate this to Derek King in a way. Like, I know we talked about it like, oh, if he makes the playoffs, he keeps his job and we don't look for a new coach. This is exactly the kind of case where the interim coach makes the playoffs miraculously, keeps his job, and it just – it stagnates. And I just from a Hawk standpoint, I don't want them to get in a situation like Dallas is in right now because Dallas is stuck with what was an interim coach that turned into their actual coach. And it just, it seems like you could be doing so much better with the talent that's put in front of you with that team. And the fact that you can't even get this right now to like losing the fucking trust of your prospects and whatnot. And probably the trust of that whole it's a bad look, man. Yeah. And this is the same organization that had their owner call out Sagan and Ben in the media like three years ago. Or was it their owner or their president? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't it was, matter. When someone from your yeah. upper front office comes out in an interview and starts calling out players, you're not a fucking like horse. Well, you're not a well-run organization at that point. And this is just another way of showing it, in my opinion. It's pretty amazing that uh, Sagan and Ben are still there after all this shit. Well, they got a shit ton of money. That's why. Yeah, Sagan's there for like six more I'm, years. That's I, I, I would take up. my shit ton of money anywhere else, honestly. And that's what I want to bring up about Ben and Sagan. Like, obviously, this isn't all on them, but like, they don't like they're they're almost making ten million dollars, and they're not really producing. Again, how much of that is coaching? I believe a lot of it is that. But oh, I have no, and nobody should really have any sympathy yeah. for them. Yeah, they're making shit tons of money. But at the same time, you're making all, all that money. Like, you gotta you gotta produce more, and yeah, and it. I'm sorry, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, and obviously they had their their run where they went to the Stanley Cup final, gave Tampa all they could handle. And they kind of give them a but pass the last year. Since then? Yeah, you can give them a pass last year just because, like, all the stuff that that happened around the team. Like, they had COVID, I think, like, the natural disasters in, yeah, in they Texas. Natural or national yeah, like, like fever. It's just it, – it's, it's a shortened season. Like, you can kind of just write that off, just come back next year. But nothing – they haven't really done anything this year. Like, they're a team that plays great defense. I'll give them that, but – Thing. you're not like generating any offense you're the lowest event team in the nhl and when you it's fine you can play defense but if you if you're playing michael raffle and luke Denning and your top six and not giving and you're scratching dennis curry off like what the what the fuck are you doing there <laughs> this team can be so much better and i just feel that rick bonus needs to be gone like <laughs> and again just yeah. scratching riley tufty that was that was the cherry on top right there yeah yeah it, it is like, honestly, it's just, there's too much talent on this hockey team for them to be this mediocre or below average. And I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And it also comes down to the front office, not realizing what this team needed at the right time. I think because I, I still don't understand the Braden Holpe signing. I know he's been fine there, but if you really think Jade, Jake Ottinger was going to be the guy, you should have just given him the full backup role this year. And I, Every time I look at what the stars are doing, they are mishandling Jake Ottinger every five seconds. He goes up and down from the AHL almost every You're week. You're yo-yoing, and you can't do that to a young You can't person. yo-yo. 
Thank you. Look yes. what they're doing in Montreal with Cole Caulfield right now. Like they just call him back up. Can't you can't send him back down. You better hope he's ready to go. And if you yeah. call him up too early, like that's mostly on you because yeah. you got you gotta you gotta let these players develop. Sure. Yeah, you either what, let what have we said so many develop, times? or you got to send them right back down and never bring them back up. Yeah. What have I said so many times? Shit, get off the pot. pot. <laughs> 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 I feel we should just rename the PJ's cast but, to just shit or get off the pot because I say that so often. I know. Yeah, segment. Let's have a segment. Yeah. But yeah, like, we should just have a shit or get off the pot segment. Every you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> honestly, very we should. Name. But um, is it, it kind of segue into? I know a topic we wanted to discuss in terms of yo-yoing prospects, and I know we all have different opinions on this, but. Like we know, Lucas Reichel's doing extremely well in the AHL right now. I'm of the opinion that he should stay there all year. I don't think he should even get a call-up. And I know there's a lot of fans that don't like that. They want him in the top six. He clearly has the skill to be in the top six. 100%. But I'd rather him get the top line minutes he's getting in Rockford right now and gets that learning experience. He's with a couple veterans down there. He's with the young core that he's probably going to stick with. He was playing with Nylander and Connolly. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. good linemates to play in the AHL. Oh, 100%. And he's yeah. over point and, per game, too. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't want to see him get put in a situation, like you said, like Caulfield, like Ottinger, where they're just getting yo-yoed in and out of the lineup every two seconds. Because like we've seen what it does to some of our prospects that are already on the team. When they go in and out of the lineup, they can't get anything going. Dylan Look at Strom. Look at Kurashev. Yeah. Like, those guys are guys that, that need to, yeah. yeah, they need to be in the lineup every night. And you can't do that and develop. You can't, like, play players every other night and then develop them, I think. And that's just what it comes down to at the end of the day. That's why, like, I tip my cap to, like, the Ducks for sending McTavish back to the minors because yeah. didn't get to burn a year of his contract, showed what potential he had, why he got picked third overall, and now I can go develop in Peterborough, or Peterborough, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. For the yeah. whole year. So, I don't know. I just feel like that's a good discussion we could have about just yo-yoing your prospects because it, it's definitely happened in the last few years more than it ever has before. Yeah. And I really think that the 2015-16 draft classes and those, just how deep those classes were and how all those players were able to jump into the league at such a young age and succeed, I, it, it's really yeah. skewed the way um, franchises almost, are looking at yeah, prospects. Yeah, like we were so blessed with these generational stars like Will McDavid and then a franchise player like Matthews. Like we saw uh, McDavid and Eichel come in and then we saw Matthews and uh, and uh, Line come in and – to bring it's almost it's almost been in the in the juniors yeah and it's been almost a curse for a lot of, i think kachuk came in like yeah, uh, year one yeah year and one, it's yeah. almost been a curse for a lot of these rookies because we see um the 2018 draft like especially cop is killing it but darlene he is on buffalo to be fair like he's kind <laughs> of had trouble finding his footing there he, especially 2019 i think like jack hughes i think he's gonna have a great season but he's just injured right now capo caco has been really struggling with the rangers and i think kirby doc still has a lot more to give and and then yeah, like, even tw- 2020, like La- Lafreniere isn't having a great year by field. I think he did get injured as well. Stutzless kind of struggling too, but Lucas Raymond's fucking killing it. But but yeah. look what happened. Raymond didn't get rushed into the storm. Exactly. It's the big difference when you can tell. And I, I just, that's the problem with like these young prospect classes. Cause everyone thinks that like, cause I, I just feel like I bring it up all the time, but that 2015, 2016, both of those draft classes were so deep in the first round. And all those guys within a year or two were in the league and impacting the league. And I just feel like everyone now expects that out of their first round picks. And like we've talked about, it's not going to be an overnight thing sometimes. Like, I mean, obviously like people from like Lucas Reichel's comparables, there's a couple in the NHL that are doing well right now. Dawson Mercer being one of them that was picked around the same spot. 
but not every player needs to have the same development path. And I just think that's every one player's thing that, different. Everyone has a different development path. Hundred percent, exactly. And I just think patience needs to be taken more prospects now than it ever has, especially with the conditions that every, like you said, like no training camps, shortened seasons, only playing the same couple teams for a whole season. Like it, all that stuff affects your development. So. I just think Actually, like the 2021 draft guys, we brought up Mason McTavish. The, he, the OHL wasn't even uh, running last year. He had to go play over in, I think, Switzerland's second league. And yeah, uh, like you said, it was a good thing for McTavish to kind of show the Ducks what he got, why he went third overall. But now he gets to go back to Peterborough. He gets to kill it and he gets to play probably for Canada and the World Juniors. And that's the same thing with Lucas Reichel. He's probably going to, I think he should stay in the HL, just continue to tear it up, go play for Germany, at, not only at the World Juniors, but also probably Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, that German Olympic team is going to be young and fast. Dude, like, Reichel could play with, conceivably could play with Tricycle. <laughs> oh, Imagine, like, it would be those two and Stutzla on a power play. Oh, my God. And yeah, then, yeah. like, what, Paterka yeah, or something? Yeah, is there. And, and I'm Cider. pretty sure yeah, Cider's going to be there. Oh, Grubauer's oh going to be in that. God. Like, it's not awful for Germany there, there. I want to see Germany steal a couple wins at the Olympics, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like, just a lot of somehow get past the group stage. <laughs> that would be just too, insanity. <laughs> Christian Erhoff. Oh my gosh. Uh, Toby Reader. I'm, I'm just trying to think of Germans. Marcel Gotch, Olaf Kosig just comes out of retirement too. <laughs> Pro 50 year old Oli the goalie. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we brought up uh, Germans. Uh, Leon Dreisel is a German. Uh, the Blackhawks play the Edmonton Oilers tonight, and I think yeah. I I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast. Like I, again, the t- I was trying to look for some t- like last minute tickets, and still the cheapest ones are ninety dollars. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hockey on Canada Saturday, but tonight. it's oh my god, whatever. Anyways, I'll just I'll just I'll just stay at home and watch the my price to see Seth much. Jones though. That's not too yeah, bad. priceless. Honestly, yeah, no, the, the, not just Seth Jones, but his brother, too. Did you know Caleb. the Jones effect? <laughs> yeah. Did you know you want to hear something cool and interesting uh, fact? Uh, Caleb and Seth Jones are the first brothers to play on the same NHL team uh, since the Sedin twins last game. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought wow, they were they're even better. I'm surprised. Huh? Yeah. At least that's what I saw. Crazy. I saw a tweet and I'm going to assume it's right. And if not, then. It's fun watching those two on the ice together, honestly. And I think they're going to be paired together tonight because it sounds like Dehan's out with like wrist soreness. He's oh probably God. beating his meat too much. But oh. um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you ever get out for right wrist soreness? I'm just going to make that joke every single time. Like it's yeah. it's too easy. Like the fact that Caleb was out seven weeks with wrist soreness is just concerning. But yeah, he, he was just wa- he was just watching he was just watching Lucas Reichel highlights. Too many, bro. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm genuinely curious at that game tonight. Like over under bets, do we think McDavid's going through three, four, or five people for his goal tonight? What are we thinking? No, he's gonna. Seth Jones is fucked. Is all I'm gonna say. Love him, but holy shit, I'm Seth I Jones. Do. I just go and lay someone out for a shift. You gotta set the tone. <laughs> do, do what the Kraken did. Have you at seen the clip? Three player. It's Blackhawks defense. At least three players. What do you say, Pierce? Have you seen the clip? I think it was a uh, Colorado versus Vegas last year at Lake Tahoe, and I think it was Nathan McKinnon going in on Alex Petrangelo, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, fuck! That's gonna be Seth Jones against Connor McDavid." <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's it, it, the game's gonna go one or two ways. We're either losing like six two, or the Hawks are gonna find a way to do what Kevin they did Lincoln in the bubble. Is, Kevin Lincoln's gonna make like fifty saves. 
<laughs> I think it's crazy that they're giving Lankin in the start against yeah, the Oilers and not Flurry. He was so damn good against Seattle. Maybe it's a confidence thing though. So then he gets Vancouver. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, he had a he had a night off to rest. I he had a I couple nights off for us because be... the last game they played was against one on Wednesday. It was Wednesday. They played like two games in the last. Yeah, they played like two weeks. Week. Like they before that, they had another three days off of rest. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't understand that, but yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, they're they've Derek King hasn't uh, lost a game as coach. Give him the benefit of the hasn't trailed as a coach either. Exactly. That'll change. Yeah, but... this is like maybe the only lineup decision or th- two or three maybe where I'm like. I would change that, but everything else is great. So, like, who cares? Yeah, Brandon Hagel is going to be back in. I think that'll be a, yes. a big boost for the Oilers because they need someone who's going to go for the Oilers. The Oilers. Their, or for the fucking Jesus, for the Blackhawks. Wow, wow, Piers. You really are an Oilers fan. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, they're they're, they're so fun to watch, man. I know. Oh, my God, yeah. And, yeah, but no, Brandon, yeah, you know, it's just it's just a Western uh, Western Canada boy, you know. Uh, but Brandon Hagel, he's gonna he's gonna be back in the lineup, and I think that's a huge ba- uh, boost for the Blackhawks. Um, they, I think they're gonna need someone like that to go in there. That's gonna be a pest on the forecheck when puck battles, and also could put the puck. I'm pretty sure, like before he got injured, he only missed a few games just because of how the schedule has been, and they've only played like a few games in the past, like almost like close to a couple of weeks now or three or four games. So he only missed a few games. And I still, I think at the time he like led the team with a four five on five goals. And he was like, I think him and Taves were the only people with like a Corsi about 50% on this team, which says a lot. Yeah. This team is not very good at play driving. I was, I think I was looking at the stats that this, the, their defensive stats are, aren't horrible. When you look at how bad they've been years past, I think they're like 22nd in the NHL, which is a, it's, it's a step up from being uh 31st or 30th. <laughs> so you, so you take that, but like, they're not, they're not generating they moved any up eight spots, but it's all the way in the shitter. Yeah. And they did, they just can't generate that much offense. Like, and obviously, Canada Brinkett are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but they're not getting to the net front areas. I think they have the lowest expected goals uh, percentage in the NHL just because, one, they're giving up a fair amount of uh, chances against them, but then they're also not getting to the the, the quote-unquote dirty errors and creating a bunch of uh, high-danger scoring chances. So, and Yeah. Was, I, and sorry, I was just going to say, and obviously, like, Going from Colleton to Derek King, that's not going to be like a flip of a switch or snap of a finger. Like, it's going to go from 40% to 50% just like that. It's going to take time. And honestly, probably a new coach like a Bruce Foudreau to come in and implement systems where you even get close back to 50%. But yeah, you you just take the little, like the little steps, the little victories. They haven't trailed yet. They haven't lost a game yet. And they're looking, they're competing better. So you take that. Yeah, I just the one thing that's gonna have to get figured out eventually with uh, the Hawks right now. Like, yeah, obviously their play driving is not that great offensively, but um, their power play can't be ice cold with as bad as their play driving's been. And obviously their their goaltending's helped in that aspect, so they've won a couple of low scoring games. But if they are going to beat a team like Edmonton, one, they need to stay out of the box, and two, they need to capitalize on their chances, like. The game they had against the Kraken on Wednesday, if they play that type of game again against Edmonton, which, oh, they, 
Well, no, I, I'm saying in terms of they didn't take a penalty until the 10 minute mark oh, of the yeah, third that's period. True. That's yeah. the way, that's mainly what I'm speaking of. Not the second half of the game that they played. They just, yeah, that's, hung what, on I, to that's the what I was thinking. Like, no, I know. Turtle against the Oilers. No, 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 not that. I meant more just you cannot take stupid penalties. Like, you just true. cannot take stupid penalties. And they do that a lot. Like, I, I get it. Doc's frustrated right now, but man, you can't take that slashing penalty that you did on Wednesday against McDavid. You just can't. Like, it's the Kraken. Consider yourself lucky, but those will make you pay. Like the Harlem Globe Trotters power play. Those, if you give them two opportunities, they will score in two. Yep, that's that's the best way to put it. Honestly, like you just can't make mistakes against that power play. It's just I can't wait to see how lost Seth Jones is going to be on that power play <laughs> or that penalty kill. Ugh. Woof. But yeah, this is the real, I feel the real first uh, test for Derek King as head coach because I thought Nashville was a good indication because Nashville hasn't been that bad and they did a pretty good job of limiting uh, chances against them and they won, uh, played a close competitive game. I think that's a good indicator. But then you play Pittsburgh, who's kind of been slumping. Arizona, who is Arizona and Seattle, has not been good either. Like they're close to Ari- what Arizona is right now and Edmonton's yeah. one of the best teams in the NHL right now you have two of the best players in the world I feel this is a better uh, measuring stick to kind of see where they're at right now they play Vancouver tomorrow which again I I feel like that's going to be closer to like Seattle and Arizona because Vancouver hasn't been great either but then you play uh, uh, Calgary that's going to be another so I feel if we were kind of talking about this yeah you want to get the point like you just get the points wherever you take a game by game get the points where you can but I feel like if they can come out of this western like road trip with like three out of six points i'm happy because obviously you want to get the win against vancouver and i'm not expecting a whole time against edmonton and calgary so if you can like somehow sneak a point or hell even a win out there i'm happy with that so yeah i uh, jimmy do you have anything you wanted to say oh no i was just gonna say threes a threes a win four is a victory i think four is yeah. like if they can get four then i think i'd be convinced the king should be here for a little while maybe start making his case to, you know, stay around. Yeah. yeah. I still feel like there has to be a big, bigger sample size for Derek King. And I yep. obviously the front office oh, thinks that as well, absolutely. but he's definitely making his case if he does do that. Yeah. It oh. doesn't help that we get a new head coach and the schedule goes into this dip where we only play like once every three days or something. But like you said, three games in four nights, this is going to be the test. But at the three same points, time, like- four points. I was going to just say that at the same time, that could be beneficial kind of to help implement, implement the system and kind of get familiar with the players and stuff. Cause I think when Jeremy Carlton got hired, like he was thrown in there right away. I think he did get hired after they had like a three day break, but then they played like so many games in like such a short span of time. So maybe this is a good thing, but hey, again, he had a- just game at game at a time. Hey, all I got to say is Derek King had a better coaching debut than Carlton because I'm pretty sure the Hawks lost eight to fucking two in the game yeah. he coached. Wasn't so. that uh, Carolina? Or Carolina? No, it was Vegas. Vegas. It was Strom's first game. Or no. No, no, it wasn't Vegas. It wasn't Vegas. It was Carolina. You're right. It was yeah. Carolina. No, no, I'm no. Of- they, weren't they down 4 1 and they kind of like made a push, but then they lost 4 2? Yeah. I could be wrong. That, no, Something that like that. that yeah. feels 4 like, 2, I think. That feels yeah. like 10 years ago. Even but though the first like, stretch he had was an absolute disaster. It was a nightmare. It was an actual nightmare. Like, they would be down 3-1 in the first 10 minutes every single night. No, but I, I remember that. That was Dylan Strom's first game. And it would just be, like, why, why are we watching right now, guys? Like, it was kind of the start of this year in a way. Like, you just get down so early, and you just 
No, it's exactly you shoot yourself in the like. and you and you know started. and you and you know it's over. Like they're not going to come back because the team just doesn't have the confidence. At least in 2018-19, especially in the second half. Like oh, regardless of what a, what end the Blackhawks will come out of, you can never turn off your TV because it would be a full entertaining 60 game. Like whether they were down like a couple goals, they come back, or whether they were up a couple goals, the team would always come Ooh. back. But there was not even that like before COVID or. Like before, Carlton got fired this year. There, but at least there is a bit of that now, where I'm watching the games and it's actually fun to watch because that, that Seattle game was probably the first time I felt like anxiety watching because, but like the good kind of anxiety. You're like, oh man, if they if they can pull this out, it would be such excitement. A, it's excitement, yeah, excitement, you know? exactly. it's tension. Like that's that's what that's what's fun about the sport. Games where you can feel tension, you can feel some sort of conflict. Because and they're I, they're I, they're trying for the most part, but like under Carlton, they just there just wasn't the effort there, and they would like and you just knew it was over if they were down even a couple goals. And you know, it it felt every big like every, I mean, it, they did they would roll over and die in a lot of big games, but in the ones that became you know intense, exciting, it felt like they always ended up with the short end of the stick. It it's refreshing to see them in a game like that and actually come out with the victory. I. Can't remember the last time that was. Yeah, that's definitely the first time this season I felt like that. Oh, yeah. And, like, one thing with the Hawks that we always have to remember is, I'm sorry, any night 88 and 12 get a goal, we're probably going to win. That's just the way it goes. Like, if the if the, if the the stars show up, the Hawks usually win games. Yeah, all the stars sh- showed up. Who was it? Uh, it was Jones. Kane. Jones, Kane, Debrinkit, yeah. and that's all you need, basically. And then Jake Three. McCabe with the moonshot. And Jake McCabe. <laughs> fucking moonshot. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Moonshot, yeah. It was fucking moonshot. But, um, That's what it was. I was just when – I, when I saw that going, I'm like, ooh, thank God. Yeah, just big exhale. But um, that's the thing with the Hawks, though. That's how they've won games the last four years. If Taves, Kane, Debrinkit, Kubelik, if those guys are off the score sheet, they're probably not winning that night. So if they I want a chance to win the night – this is going to be the night Taves gets his first goal. You guys know that, right? Like this is going <laughs> yeah, to be the he night. He owns McDavid. I thought that was the, give me uh... some bullshit like off his ass or something. But he's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Philip Broberg's making deb- his debut. He's going to like clear the puck and it's going to bounce off Taves' leg and into the net. Behind it's going to be like that goal he had against Orloff a couple years ago, where he just like <laughs> threw it through his legs and then Orloff batted it in. <laughs> oh my god, that's right, dude. Yeah, Orloff had a bad game that night. No, no, oh my god, not gosh. Philip Broberg. Why did I think Philip Broberg? No, it's going to be Bouchard. No, oh, Duncan Keith. <laughs> I can't believe that didn't come to mind. Like, because I saw Phil Broberg is making his uh, debut, which good for him. I still think they should He's have gonna be the next first to line in. Is he not? Oh yeah, God. I can't but, wait. I mean, I just fucking... Duncan Keith or Cody Cece. So my favorite oh, part man. about the Oilers this year is like when McDavid does his crazy shit. Right? Like, no, all the fans who aren't Oiler fans don't care about McDavid. They're just like, look at that Cody CC primary yeah. assist, baby. <laughs> Y'all are watching McDavid. Yeah. Y'all are watching McDavid go through five, <laughs> through five guys, bro. I'm, I'm looking at that Cody CC primary assist, bro. Yeah, watch Cody CC like, hit comment, him with honestly. a ten foot pass before McDavid takes 160 feet up the ice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I think I think Cody Cece is just uh, a more selfless player than McDavid. I think uh, what was it, Pierce? I think uh, Connor McDavid needs to have that conversation to start playing like Stevie Y. Needs yeah, to, uh, no, needs you, to, uh, Connor McDavid needs sign. Connor Mick intangibles. <laughs> you know, he needs to get some. He needs to get some lakes. 
He needs uh, some lakes uh, per 60. He needs to shut up, according to Torts, and start back-checking because the refs won't change their calls. He needs to shut up and let the referees, like, sit down in the sport lawn chairs and watch the game happen until they feel like getting up. The zebras need their screen time, bro. Come on. Yeah, come on. You know this. You know this. You know what the game needs? If they want screen time, how come they no speak to media? But anyways, that's a that's a whole that could go for multiple there. sports, yeah. but we just won't get into that. Yeah, exactly. We could we could do a whole episode. I feel dedicated to referees, but it's yeah. Not worth I'm it. just fucking sick of this. I think we're all. What about me? Complex that the uh, that these referees have. Oh, what about me? Why can't I? You know, like what what? Why is it about us? Why can't we be lazy? Why can't we just do it? You know. What makes it the great playoff hockey, which is just them swallowing swallow your whistle, shitting it out their ass? Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. When's it gonna stop? You know, I will swallow my oh, whistle, yeah. and I will not call anything till it comes out my asshole. <laughs> yeah. did, did you guys see earlier this week? I I think it was uh, Tim Peel. It, it was after Subban like slew footed someone, and Tim yeah, Peel what the goes hell on this Have you giant. Seen? Yeah. Like, Did you see the we'll compilation talk- of Subban? Like just uh, more like PK yeah. Subban, am I right? Yeah. But man, no. there's like a but, whole uh, compilation of that. Holy. Tim Peel goes into a whole like tirade about I know PK. He doesn't play the game like that. It's like you could know him all you want. You still call the fucking play. Like, oh my gosh. If that's how reps look yeah, into their I've... penalty calling. Like Tim Peel thought he was like doing a defense to himself and he was just making himself look like more of a fucking moron. <laughs> like you just need to get off Twitter, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> you know what what's uh what was it Tort said? You have to uh you have to get good with the refs or something. It was something along those lines. Which it was it him or was it somebody else? Because I know uh, it was someone on ESPN. Something... And that's if it wasn't it him, up. it was somebody else, and it's a million other people. There, you you have to be buddies with the referees. And no, isn't that John just tells the ref to fuck off every single night. Like <laughs> you don't have to be friends with the refs. You just gotta actually like do your job. You know. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be worried about anything like that imagine imagine going to play your sport and worrying if the right rules are going to be played by you know depending on if the fucking referee likes your team or not yeah remember when dennis weidman like almost killed a referee and then i think the next year they had the most penalties called against them Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i mean okay not trying to defend i'm not we're not defending Dennis Weidman here, right? Because Dennis <laughs> Weidman actually tried to murder a ref on the yeah, ice. Like, I'm not going to hear this one. <laughs> Dennis Weidman had everything coming to him on that one. He shouldn't be have been able to play after that. That's disgusting. What he Dude, he, he literally gets hit, gets mad, has the mental capacity to zip up the ice and just drill a ref. Like, yeah. Dennis and then he, I, it's lunacy. Kind of oh, my God. And I remember the interviews back in the day where he would just be like, yeah, I didn't see him coming. And it's just like, you ran into him. What? <laughs> that has the same credibility as PK doesn't play the game that way. I, I defended Subban, but he has lunacy. a fucking problem with No, this. you can look up a compilation of him slew-footing people. Don't know what's up I with mean, that, but oh my you gosh, watch the game yeah. enough and you're intellectually honest. I mean, it's pretty. No, you you know what it is. Subban's hips are so bad; he's always a step behind, so he's not slew footing. That's just how he skates. <laughs> <laughs> he has an incredibly interesting skating form too. Well, yeah, his hips are that yeah. fucked up. I bet. <laughs> like even before he like had fucked up hips, he had a weird skating motion. But like that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the last like. 
Yeah, the last like four years, it's been clear. Like since he went to Nashville, you can kind of after that first year in Nashville, I don't know, something must have happened because his game started to decline he pretty fast. Nashville. Nashville, baby, that's what. Yeah, but then explain Ryan Ellis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, uh, he gets injured too. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it? The only other one that does. Shout out to my friend Chris and our uh, our other fantasy league. He's like, so I pick up Ryan Ellis and he's doing great, gets me an assist, and then the next day he gets put on LTIR. Oh, yeah. What no, the hell? I had Ryan Ellis. Yeah, he's so. on LTIR. When the fuck did that happen? He's on LTIR now. It happened yeah. early in the season because he only played like a few games, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I, oh, that's, that's funny. Do the Predators win the trade? Question mark. Absolutely. Am I? No one won that trade. No one. That was a loser. And Nashville losing a trade with uh, with a trade that including both of them making it. I am all for that. They both lost the trade so bad. Vegas said, "Wait a minute, I need to get on here and lose the trade." Also, I'll get (laughs) Nolan Patrick, who was injured as well. Uh, who I saw that? I, has Cody Glass even played an NHL game this year? Like, I genuinely if he, don't know. if he hasn't, he's done nothing. I got you. Exactly. If he has, he hasn't done anything. He's no Tanner yeah, fans aren't too happy about that. He's either. no, uh, oh, God, what is the other? Mikel Granlund. He's no, Mikel Granlund. He's no Yakov Trennan. Yakov Trennan, that's who it was. Yeah, My man. man. He's no Jackoff Trennan. Yeah, he's no Jackoff Trennan, bro. Come on now. <laughs> he ain't Cody no Felipe Glass. Myers. <laughs> Felipe Myers? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's not, yeah. He can't play on the defense. Come on now. He's, um, I still don't know. He who is, the... Cody Glass has played two fat games this year. Oh so. my god! Does he have any points yeah. in them? He has um, zero, zero, zero. Damn the Adam Goddard complex. That's tough. <laughs> Just can't play and can't score. Well, and might, one might even say Dylan Strom. Literally, wow. they have multiple. <laughs> and Kurashev, they have three of those. Yeah. Except Kershaw did get Kershaw I think, apples. That's so, all I'm gonna say. Like they gotta. I think they gotta send Philip Kershaw down too. They're just not giving enough he time. He's gotta. He's gotta be back. in the AHL. No. Like if obviously, Kershaw should be playing with Reichel right now. If we're being honest, on the yeah. same line, it should be oh, Kershaw, Reichel, Nylander. Oh my god, that would, that's that disgusting. Awesome. Just think about future it. Future third, th- mostly third line. You know, you exactly, could have something. Kershaw, Nylander. Whoever it's Dude, they're playing. They played. The they played Kalanick and Mitchell together in the AHL. Like, and they were them. killing it. You yeah. see the Reichel goal where Kalanick just whipped it around Disgusting, the net. Man. Oh yeah, Kalanick's a player. That's for sure. Just send all your skilled players down in the AHL and let them get confidence. Honestly, because yeah, play them hell, they get the NHL team the gets Kenzie better results with the grinders anyway. Like, <sighs> I wish Entwistle didn't get banged up long term. He was having a good start to the year. Well, <laughs> good thing that gives oh, Reese Johnson to play some games. All oh, that dude does God. is hit and shoot 45 feet away from the net. Yeah, on like. a breakaway. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, do you, and like, go do five do, Like, he's done that, like, three different times now, right? Like, he's shot, like, he has shot before he's gotten to the circles on, on a breakaway every single time. Like, did anyone not teach him how breakaways work? Like, please? <laughs> we have a breakaway. Yay, it's Reese Johnson. Aw. <laughs> it's like the, um, it's like the Mr. Incredible meme where it's like, it's like the regular Mr. Incredible and then it's like oh, yeah. the black and <laughs> Break away. black one Reese Johnson has the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Fucking um Hank. <laughs> Wait, what? From the Breaking Cat. Oh, oh, okay. I'm like, I just heard Hank. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Pierce, I thought you would pick that up first. That's no, I, I just, I, I just like my mind went blank, and then I heard Hank. Huh, dude, it's been too long since you saw it. It's starting to slip out, dude. 
You I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Hank when he crashes into the fence and then he like falls out of his car and like starts like throwing up. Like that's me right now. <laughs> or when he's in the, or when he's in the elevator. Like, that, that was that was me in that moment. Or you're sitting there waiting to understand it, and you're like, no, 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 Guys, breaking news: Jan Ruda has scored a goal. I repeat, Jan Ruda has scored a goal. That is breaking. That is my back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked on to the lugs. This is my gosh. I I watch. I don't listen to Donna Deluxe. I listen to Jan Ruda goals. No, I listen to David Camp goals. That's a Yanda baby. Have you? (laughs) Did you see? I think we talked about this, but the side by side comparison of uh, McDavid's goal when he goes through like the the whole Rangers team, and then like David Camp's ugly ass goal. <laughs> Which who did it better? That's that killed me. I um, love watching Leafs fans overrate David Camp. This is so much fun. <laughs> this is so much fun. I'm having a blast because it's like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, his one percent shooting percentage is gonna positively regress. I hate the Lightning's radio announcer. He sucks. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. The Lightning's radio announcer actually gives me headaches. Wait, he likes the goalie Blackwood. Exactly That's another shot he couldn't take. <laughs> uh, Got him. <laughs> anyways, uh, I wanted to talk about Dylan Strom because I was reading uh, 32 thoughts now. I think uh, a few episodes ago I said 31 thoughts, even though it's 32 thoughts. It's just... I've, 31 oh thoughts has been in my mind so much like it just it feels it feels wrong seeing 32 thoughts it also feels wrong seeing 30 thoughts because it was 30 thoughts like 31 thoughts that doesn't feel right at all no I'm it does not roll off 30. the tongue it just for it will forever be 31 thoughts her. for me i don't care anyways um chicago so 2017 of you pierce i know uh <laughs> chicago was looking at trading uh dylan strome well, we obviously know that they wanted to pick in a prospect and uh I just kind of wanted to read that off. They wanted to pick or prospect, and then uh, they might do the same to Mark Andre Fleury, which is interesting because I don't know if they're going to choose Strom, but I don't know if Fleury wants to move because like he up like he moved from Vegas to Chicago. Is he going to want to move to get again? Like, and I yeah, think yeah, that's. And I've been listening to the the the, the, CG, the Chris Johnson show, and he and there's no like rumors or anything to back this up or sources or whatever but he thinks that like mark andre Fleury to edmonton's a match like do you want to go i mean edmonton's a great team but do you want to move again to go to edmonton for only a few all months? the way back to edmonton yeah it's not even a short trip not gonna move. no <laughs> he's, I, he's not leaving no it's and it's and it's all up to him too because he still has his uh uh no movement clause or no trade clause or whatever it is so he he's a perfect candidate for a deadline trade because at least he can go live out there for the playoffs. And then when it's all said and done, you just, you know, you come back to Chicago to your family. I mean, I don't know if it's that simple, but um, I moving him like around now though, early in the season makes absolutely no fucking sense. No. For multiple just, reasons. Yeah. I just don't see him getting moved out of the country. There's no way. Like there, unless he is so hell bent on trying to win another cup that he yeah. does. And, and I think really? that no, that's exactly the point, though. Like, I don't think he is. And the only way he could be is if maybe, like, McDavid talks him into it while he's at the Olympics. That would be it. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. I'm oh, serious. I'm like, to bring up that topic. Oh, you're right. Marc-Andre Fleury, 
I don't think we like we, we touched on it when Seattle when we're talking about the Seattle game, but he was the reason why they won that game. Like he, our country Fleury has been like a nine sixty over the last three weeks. He's yeah. not the problem. No, not <laughs> whatsoever. Like he's the, he's probably you could argue he's the main reason why they're winning these games because they just didn't, simply didn't have the goaltending before. Again, a lot of that's defense and just the team did not perform under that head coach. But once you have again a head coach that you want to play for that you respect, you're going to go out there compete, and that's going to show with the skaters on the ice, and that's going to make it life easier for the goalie, and let Mark Andre Fleury get in his groove. And you could tell, like when he robbed Yanni Gord, I'm I'm pretty sure there was like a shot that caught up to him. He just had the biggest smile on his face, and I'm like, yep, that's that's Mark Andre yeah. Fleury. He's back. <laughs> and completely he, random neuron firing, but you guys were talking about um, McDavid. Yeah, you know, talking to Flurry, talking him into coming into the team. Are you gonna bring and... up Zach Hyman? Hmm? Zach Hyman. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but this is again completely random near on firing. Remember when the Lightning almost traded for Carlson? Oh, because him was... and uh Hedman are good buddies. Yeah. Imagine if that happened. Imagine if that happens. There's no way those two cups happen. And the, the thought at the time was, you know, oh, Tampa Bay missed out and now someone else is going to get him and he's going to be the hot, you know, he was the hot commodity at the time. Vegas almost, almost had Carlson. Yeah, Vegas too. almost had, oh my God. But then they got Mark Stone. Well, he belongs to the streets. Oh no. They got only Mark Stone, <laughs> Pierce? Oh no. If only they didn't go out the next offseason and get Alex Petrangelo, too. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. And then they needed a goalie, and then they got more. No. Center. Oh, no. Whatever. Are we going to. Oh, no. They need a center, too, and now they have Jack Eichel. Oh, no. What is Vegas going to do? I hope they don't lose in the conference final again. I can't fucking stand Vegas, bro. Like, I can't <laughs> fucking stand Vegas. <laughs> That's pretty hard to follow up, man. <laughs> we should just end the podcast right there. <laughs> oh, oh my no. Oh no, what are we gonna do? Like, Jesus. Vegas couldn't get Carlson. Oh no, we oh, got the one of the best. Tampa Bay 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 Robin Leonard. Oh no, what did Tampa do? They just fucking kept everyone in one. <laughs> and then no, they got they David. Got, they got Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow. That was a good ass trade for Blake Coleman too. Like that's that a very underrated move by Breezewah to get Coleman he was for two years. One point eight million for both yeah. those seasons, and he was like gross. I think he had like 30 points in the 50 something games in the regular season too for Tampa. So like, it wasn't just a playoff thing for him. He was in Vesna talks, fucking Vesna talks, making 1.8 million. The fact Vesna that talks? Somebody... yeah, Dude, he was in Vesna, Vesna talks. trophy winner. Vesna, Blake I am Coleman. actually that's well, hope... fucking. Hey, if he, you know what, bro. you know what, if he wants to go for it, good, but uh, you only need like doing, what, three more to catch Broder in devil's history. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Selkie, Selkie conversations. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just that good of defense uh, of a defender that he's a goalie. Oh yeah, he's, Bro, so he's like a second goalie on the yeah. ice. It's yeah. awesome because <laughs> he does not allow the puck to go in. That's the job of a goalie, right? So he's giving Andre so much help that you don't even have to worry about it. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, I know we just completely delved off the flurry topic, but I just don't see him getting traded. No, there's just no matter. way. There's no way. Like, I, I see Lincoln and getting traded before I see Flurry getting traded, if I'm yeah. being honest. Or one of the goalies in their system. Um, yes, Colin Subban, probably. Dealey, uh, and I think, players, right? I think him, if he does go to uh, the Olympics, I think that would be enough like him for him the year. Like If he just goes out there, wins his gold medal, and then comes back into Chicago and just kind of stays there, like I feel like that would be good for him. Yeah. But, and it's up to him. If he, like, I feel yeah. he controls his destiny. If he wants to go win a cup, he 
he has like the pull. Always had. Yeah, he can do it. <laughs> I would say he's always controlled his destiny, but Vegas clearly made that Vegas, another story this offseason. Vegas season, so. does not care about yeah. your destiny if they want to make they want to facts don't care about your feelings and neither does Vegas apparently (laughs) jeez um Vegas Golden Knights the uh conservative team as we all know yeah the conservative team that keeps all their prospects and develops the true way Mm -hmm. that's how you build an (laughs) NHL roster I'm just waiting for Vegas's cap situation to punch him in the face and just like it's never going to happen. Um, they still got to make moves, I'm pretty sure. But Dude, they're, they're going to be like 8 over the cap when Eichel comes back. I don't know what's going to happen. But that does not apply to them. Semantics. Oh, That's but don't worry. If Vegas is like 18 mil over the cap, I bet we won't hear a peep. Because they won't win the cup. So it won't be as obnoxious as Tampa doing it. Everyone was pit. I think people were more mad because... When they have Eichel and they have like a $90 million salary cap, no one's going to say a peep. I want to get on to uh, the the Jim Benning press conference. I don't know if you watched. I didn't really watch it either, but I got like quotes from it, and it just sounded like the worst time ever. And (laughs) Jim Benning should not be brought out in front of a camera at all. Um, the worst quote was is like, "Oh, things are going rough right now." And to give some more context, like in BC, like British Columbia, it is so bad there right now. Flooding, right? There's floodings. There's still fire, and this is after a summer of continuous forest fires like it's awful there right now you can't even get to like vancouver because all the roads are just flooded like it's it's crazy how bad is there so he's like oh yeah and things are not going right right now and you know that's life you know people in bc aren't having a good time either something to that it was just such a disastrous press conference could you be more more tone deaf please (laughs) yeah and my favorite, my personal favorite quote from that interview was um, the one person being like, "Well, you said last year that you're two two years away from competing. Do you oh still think God, you're a year yeah. away from competing?" He's like, "I don't think we're in a position to answer that question right now." <laughs> it's just like, "Yeah, you're so not. No, you're at the so bottom no. of the fucking standings." <laughs> I just said no. Yeah, but like, <laughs> no, you're at Pierce, a GM acting responsible. Oh, that's right. We're we're no. we're Chicago fans. This goes higher than the GM at this point. No, oh no, it's all, goes, it's no, all it's the Aquilinis. Yeah, it's, it's the Aquilinis too. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Get it. Pierce, say it for the crowd. Shoot <laughs> it off the pot. Yes, because <laughs> this should be the case with Jim Benning the last four summers. Like people would even argue since he started. Like Honestly though, like he had one fluke season where they made the first round. That was it. And, and they then, still got beat by a Calgary team with rookie Johnny Gaudreau. And fucking who was it? Not Matt Station. It was someone else. Like, oh, Yuri Hoodler. They got beat by ah, top line center Yuri Hoodler. And guess who was in that? Kari Ramo and Jonas. <laughs> and it's funny you say that. Matt Station scored the winning goal in that first series, I believe. I, I knew Did it. Did he have Stajan a hat trick? From somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in game someone had a hat trick in game six. It might have been that Because it was like a 7-4 game. It was crazy. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I was he at... scored the go-ahead goal. He probably... Yeah. That was, that's that was the game... Uh, that was the game right after the infamous the game six against Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> Where Duncan Keith just absolutely finessed just Seth Jones on a fucking fake one-timer. Like, if you go watch that clip, Duncan Keith goes for a fake one-timer, and Seth Jones just fucking wipes out at the top of the blue line. <laughs> well, and now uh, Seth Jones is a Blackhawk for forever. Until 2030. Yeah, but and did you see that tapping goal he had? We won the trade. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, yeah. all the guys that were making fun of the Seth Jones trade, I want apologies. And yeah, where are my baskets. apologies, eh? Where are no my apologies your, at? No one's giving your old <laughs> ass an apology. Jesus. Go make yourself an ass in front of Stan Bowman again. Jesus. Like, that's hard to do. I can't begin to describe. How you much made I me hate. feel bad for Stan Bowman, and I don't know the things you have to do to that, but he did it. Right? Like, <laughs> it's just like you're such a prick. You're such a prick. Oh, my God. You're a bigger prick than that coward. Says a lot. <laughs> Says a lot and speaks volumes. And I'm not mentioning his name. He does no, not get free no. publicity. <laughs> he does no not cloud, get free no publicity. Oh, we're not going to get into it. We, you guys know our thoughts about the trades. I have no problem with Seth Jones. I don't think the, the, the I debate. I got a problem with the first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> there was never a debate of how well Seth Jones was going to perform this year. It was the assets they threw at him to get him and to pay him. That will always be and my thing with it. Nothing against Seth Jones. But it's again and his lovely mom. It was Seth Jones for Adam Boquist, a pick for Jake Bean, Cole Sillinger, who is the only player to still be in the NHL from that draft class, and the and deservingly top so pick this year. Yeah, ah, looks I good wish on. that it wasn't attached to this trade because I'd love to talk about Cole Sillinger. He's been fucking awesome on a not a top one minutes good team. Mm-hmm. No, like Columbus is fine. They're fine. I don't know what they are. The Better than the Blackhawks. They got eight and five. Yeah, what? When yeah, Jacob Voracek's a point per game right now. He's killing it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And they don't have Patrick Line and they're still winning. And Alex Tessier isn't doing anything, and they're still winning. Like, it's really weird. It's the, This season is so fucking ass-backwards in some ways. It's early, though. Troy Terry, baby, 16-game point streak. Mm-hmm. On my year. fantasy team. Love him. <laughs> I picked Tim right, Getzloff and it. fucking Bowen Gibson up like a month ago, and I've never looked back. <laughs> that's man. I always think when you see a you see such a random point streak, I'm like, man, good for whoever picked him up in fantasy. And you guys, <laughs> I picked him up here. when he was on like a four game point streak. I was like, okay, this Let's will go somewhere. Twelve games later, <laughs> like if Troy Terry keeps his pace up, he's making the Olympics, right? Like he's he's getting an Olympic spot on that team if Eichel's not there. Dude, that's like, Mr. Shootout right there, of course. Dude, he's already he's a hockey weird. connection. Bro, he's the next TJ Oshie. Book it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. He'll make the team over Alex Dabrinkit. Remember, Pierce? Because Alex Dabrinkit's terrible this year, apparently, oh, yeah. according to TSN. Wait, what? Oh, TSN's yeah. dead to me on that take. Like, there's no way Alex Dabrinkit doesn't make this team. Like, Wait, when does this happen? Oh, dude, they were going over their Olympic teams, and someone was like, I don't think Alex Dabrinkit makes Team USA. Have you seen his oh, stats? God. And it's like... Yeah, he's having a bad year, and he's still on a 42-game goal pace. Or 42. Learn puck, you morons. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, the analytics are good, but guess what he does that no one else can do? Score the fucking puck. Like, sorry. Like, that just – it makes my blood boil when people think to bring it's not making me like Yeah, look team. how like, well just... that went for the U.S. the last time where they chose not to bring a goal scorer and won. chose gr- grinder. Yeah, well, no, I meant, like, in 2016, like, you chose grinders over goal scorers. Oh, I, I meant – well, I thought you meant the year to bring it didn't make the World Junior well, team. Well, yeah, that won. did work <laughs> out for them, but uh, – But, yeah, I know what you Olympics, mean. You're talking to you, – When you, you need to get all the offense and skill that you can get, especially if yeah. you want to win gold medal. And, like, so, the thing is, if they want grit, they can still get grit. Like, they got both the Kachuk brothers. JT Miller can bring a little bit of grit if you really want that. Like, imagine if awesome. Toronto actually did pick up to brick it in that draft. 
I love the fact that Toronto passed on him not once, but twice. But imagine <laughs> media around him. Like, thank God. Oh, Honestly, they would have called him a bus after year three, and they would have traded him. When he had 18 goals, he would have been gone. He would have been gone. Is Dabrinkit mm-hmm. overpaid for 6.4? <laughs> oh my fucking God. You know, Kubalik had more goals. He was making 9.25. So, therefore, I think Kubalik's better than Dabrinkit. Like, <laughs> I wish I had some of the drugs these people take. Because their takes oh, are heinous. Uh oh, Stevie. No, she. she, she Where's Violet? The, she heard the Debrink kid mm-hmm. on discourse, and she's like, "No, no, I got to." She won't stand for it. See, Steve. Uh, we're sp- Stevie respect cat, in the chat. Here we go. Only cat that, yeah, she's the only cat that needs to be talked about here. Come on now. Yeah, but um, I've never I'm seen Alex Debrink it on the PJ's cast, dude. It was so bad. It was so bad, and like. The fact that he didn't Jim Benning call out fucking Patterson in his press conference too. Basically, okay. yeah, he said the okay. uh, it's not just us; like the players need to be better, something like that. Which is true, but like it's true, but like that's your franchise. You don't right say there. that. You don't yeah. fucking say that. And you're and let's put it this way: after the fucking uh, extension notification or negotiations this off season, I guarantee Patterson's fucking shipping out in three years. There is no way he's no. sticking around on this. I organization. think he's gone this next off season. There's just been there's been too much shit. Like Dude, they thought he was gonna get offer sheets. Like yeah, I, just... I was I was listening to the hockey PDO cast. They had um uh, on a guy who covers Canucks. I, his name is eluding me, but he did like an amazing job of kind of explaining the the situation there and i feel like when me and schmini talked about this lots podcast there's a lot of similarities between vancouver and chicago at least on the ice of like having no direction they don't have any direction with that team and uh the players are getting fed up with it like he was talking and this was before the season like i think he was talking to bohor vats i don't know if that was them or their nj team i don't know if it was them or their agents but like they got to figure out this mess or else we're not going to do anything long term here and uh Yeah, if they don't like, you're gonna you're gonna lose guys like Bo Horvat, who is who have been there for a very long time. He's your captain, for God's sakes, and like as like Patterson has to turn it around. Like he's not you don't turn twenty. He's not this bad, and then lose all your <laughs> skill. Like, oh, sorry, and, he's not this bad. He, no. Patterson's the type of guy where he's gonna get one probably tomorrow against the Blackhawks, and he's just gonna go <laughs> on a hot streak because yeah. that's just the way it goes. Like, like you saw what he did in the bubble. Like, yeah. Dude, he had that doesn't he just almost a point per game his rookie year. Like, come on. And, like, I don't know. I feel like we see this every year with someone who's insanely talented, and they just they can't get that first goal. And the second they do, they just take the hell off. Like, a smaller comparison, I guess, would be Kako right now. Kako didn't have a goal all year, and now he's got, like, four points in his last three games. So, Yeah, has like, Pedersen scored yet? No, he has not scored yet. I'm pretty wow. sure I heard Matthew Highmore has more points or like five on five points than him. Like, okay. Oh, he's elite, bro. Yeah, that's right. They saw Leas Patterson uh, have a game winning goal in the playoffs. I think not. Oh, no, did he score from the goal line to beat Robin Leonard? Didn't think so. I think not. <laughs> but um, I dude, Vancouver's just—they're fucked. They're so fucked. Like. They, they have so oh, much money tied up in baby. all the wrong players still. And they got rid of the most of them. And they still got money tied up in the wrong players. <laughs> they threw away money just to put it into OT, OEL. Like, all the bad money that. used to be on the and forward Tucker core. Pullman. Exactly. And now it's and all on the back end. Pullman, Tucker Pullman. The only reason Tucker Pullman got an NHL job was because the Jets had that defense a couple years back that just got shredded by injuries. And then he... Ended up getting and a call-up. Right can't teach that. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Can't teach that. 
He's big. Yeah, he's yeah, he's big, and you can't teach that. Bro, he's Tyler yeah. Myers for a third of the price. You know what's better than one Tyler Myers? Two Tyler Myers. <laughs> they should go get, they should go get Rasmus just the line and complete the trifecta of just like mind that big right hand defenseman. <laughs> like then they get Seth Jones. And you know what's crazy too? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And I was gonna say, you know what's crazy too is this like OEL hasn't even been bad on Vancouver. No, like his analytics have been way fucking better than they were in Arizona. It's kind of like he's Seth Jones in Chicago. Like there's yeah. way bigger problems than this Albatross you acquired. Exactly, exactly, man. Like Brock Besser's not having the best starts no. of the year. No one's talking about that. Like I'm I don't think Bo Horvat's had a good starts of the year either. Like it. The entire team's fucked. Yeah, I, I Connor Garland just got off the Schneid like I think two games ago, and he was. He had he went like eight games without a goal or something like that. It had a fucking beauty last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, got off the Schneid. That's why. <laughs> like, oh, that was the one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. That was. But um. It, so. Yeah, I just you see it so many times around the league. Going back to the Patterson thing, like look at Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner looked like a ghost to start the year, and everyone was like, "Oh, write him off, write him off." He gets that one goal against Vegas, and I he has been. Him. Globe trotters ever since he got his never confidence. Never doubted back. him, hey? never and, doubted and, him. and that's the thing with good players like Pedersen. It's a confidence thing right now. It's all between the ears with him. The second that's gone, he's gonna take off. But even then, it sounds like he's like, it's not just like the puck's not going in for Pedersen. He's just not generating chances at five on five right now. No, that's the problem. And I don't know how you fix that. I, I really don't. Is um, it line mates? Is it coaching? Is it just deployment? I don't know. Who Elliot Friedman? I don't think it was him that said it. I think I forget who had the quote, but they had said he just doesn't look engaged at all. He just does no, not he look doesn't. like he's into it now. And why would you be like the? I haven't had not chance a good to see team. It, the management is not good. Like there tough. needs to be. I don't want to pin this all on Travis Green because I think most of it's on Jim Benning. But like you got, and they're not going to make a. Apparently, they're not going to make an in-season move. Like they're probably going to wait till the off-season. Which yeah, he's so gone. He's so fucking. They gone. have to be. I, he has to be gone. But the thing with Jim Benning is that be. they brought up is that like he's very friendly with ownership, and of course, and apparently he doesn't make that much relative to other GMs. So if you're Francesco Aquilini, he doesn't, the owner, he doesn't make oh, he doesn't make that much money. He does what you say. So why wouldn't you want to keep him in charge? And I think nope. a lot of it falls on ownership because he's spending their money on on a free agency every like it can't just be all him you know no it can't and like i just think it's hilarious spending their money in all the wrong places their money and they and they just don't care go on antoine roussel because they because they're they can do what they want he's a puppet he's just exactly that's what he is he's a puppet he's a figurehead yeah yeah and like I just think it's sad because like you're kind of seeing this in two separate ways on two separate conferences. It's like the Buffalo situation. It, like what do we talk about with the Pagulas all the time? Get your grimy effing paws off my franchise and let me do my job. Really, like I I think he like you said he's a, like you said he's a puppet. He's getting told what to do from behind the scenes, and he just has to do his job. And maybe Jim and he gets fired and he goes to be an AGM somewhere and does fine, which I think if Jim Benny gets fired, he'll get picked he, up way quicker than oh, realize. Oh, job. he's part of he's got, the, a, he's got an eye for scouting. The same yeah, he's, he's part like, of the 200 hockey man. He's gonna get a job. Like if he gets fired, I don't feel bad because I know he's gonna. You get know what? Right he he should get a 
he should get something of a scouting job. He's no, gonna, he, he's going to be an AGM. Scout. Yeah, he, I think he would be Peter Shirelli could be a fucking yeah. AGM after he got fired. <laughs> he could be one. Don't worry. Yeah, I just and think he would be, a fine, be more effective. Yeah, he role, would be fine like, much as more an effective AGM because you don't have to bring him in front of the camera. You can just let him focus on one thing. You have know? to call the shots. Well, and he also doesn't have full control, which is the issue. When he has full control, we see what happens. He's, I don't know, I. Hell, I wouldn't be mad if the Hawks picked him up as an assistant GM. Just don't put him in control of everything. Don't let him have the reins. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I Vancouver's the thing with Vancouver is like I don't know what the PDO is, but I just have a feeling that the goals are gonna go in eventually and they'll get some sort of like be better than what they've had. It's like the Hawks, dude. You can't be this bad. You can't be this bad. We don't expect you to be amazing, but we didn't expect you to be this bad. Like, you should be at least competing for, like, a wild card spot. Yeah, getting your teeth kicked in every night. Like, what do they allow? Like, almost, like, like seven goals each game for, like, a three-game road trip. Like, I think they let in. I think it was almost – I think it was 19 goals. And they got – Let in, like, three power play goals. Let three power play goals in a road trip. Travis Green just gone. Travis Green should have been gone two years ago, but it's a money thing again. Really? And from what Chris Johnson said, it sounds like they have his successor on the bench already. They got an experienced guy with Bradshaw. Bradshaw, that's who it is. Thank you, Pierce. But they have him on the bench ready too. to go. So that'll be like the shortest name in like all NHL coaches besides Derek King. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Lovely silence. I just like the Canucks are they're in a bad <laughs> spot right now. But on the bright side, at least they have their first round pick. So Yeah, they're they're there's that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because Jimmy, you, <laughs> you, you we're like talking about how this team needs to be fixed, and it's like, ha, ah, this this coach has a really <laughs> short game. And I'm just like, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I I wouldn't either. Right. Oh, uh, just breaking news real quick. I uh, kind of feel bad for the New York Islanders. They just sent three more people on the COVID protocol, oh, including yeah. Bovillier, Adam Pellick, and Andy Green. Uh, He's my boy, Nathan. Ryan Pollock's out. That's been a bit my... of a problem this year. Like, Ottawa had to postpone a few games because of it, and, like, mm-hmm. just hopefully it does not get to a point where you have to cancel the Olympics because of it, or not send players oh, over God. the Olympics. I know. They got to find a way to tighten protocol a yeah. little more going into the holiday season because that's the problem because everyone's going to go home and see their families and stuff. But um, I, I, I really am starting to feel for Islanders fans. Because they they're finally ha- they're playing their first game in their new arena, and everyone's arena. hurt. Like yeah. their whole back ends out either on COVID or on IR. It- I think they call up Robin oh, Salo, like a twenty-three-year-old defenseman. He was like a second-round <gasps> pick in twenty seventeen. Is the better Sebastian Aho playing tonight? I don't think so. <laughs> Damn. No. Damn it. By the way, kind of going back to what we talked Dude, about Dude, Richard Alex Panic's Rankin. back up on the roster. Let's go! Oh, and the thing about the Islanders is everyone's comp- saying they're like, oh, they're not doing great. They had a 13-game road trick, and they're 5-6-2, and two, and everyone's injured, man. They're going to be What stop, did we talk stop. about? Pierce, 13-game road trip? It, yeah. No, they because yeah. UBS Center wasn't done yet. So, they haven't, dude. I just assumed this, this was their first home game. Or something. No, 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 no. Wow. No, no. That, and we talked about I'm this behind. at the beginning of the Pierce and I have talked about this at the beginning of the year. If they could even come out close to 500 from those first 13 games, they'll be fine. Because, dude, now they get 41 home games in the last, like, 70 games of the season. Yep. That's gross. that's going to be real fucking yeah, nice. Like two out of three games, you're going to be playing out on home ice for the rest of the season. Yeah, there's no way that it has that to be up. That fan base. Or else like, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, uh, 
this team has more than earned the benefit of the doubt. They're making the playoffs. Like I, I never thought they're going to be like at top of the division because they never really are. But like, they're the example. They get in the playoffs and they're going to beat you. Banged up right now. Yeah, like like, Anders Lee's out too. Like they, they are actually starting their their Bridgeport team tonight. Yes. Isn't that isn't it Bridgeport their minor league team? I don't know. Yes, yeah. Bridgeport yeah. Sound Tigers, I believe. Yeah. Oh my God, is Kiefer Bellows gonna play? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's well, favorite prospect. Are, their lines Sorry. right now to uh on at least according to NHL.com is Parise, Barzell, Beauvillier, Bellows, Nelson, Wallstrom, uh Golishev, Peugeot, and Paul Mary, and then of course the identity line. Then their defense is wow. like, well, Mayfield, Chara, and Sallow, and then Green and Dobson. So you could take Chara, or you could take uh, Green, Pellick, and Bovillier out of that lineup, and now you just have yeah. It looks Matt like Barzell. Sebastian Ajo, the better Sebastian Ajo is going to play because he said he's great. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. Let's go. Play? The better yeah, Sebastian he probably Ajo. will. Yeah. I have my oh. favorite. Oh no, it's Paul Ledoux. Boo! 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 No one likes Paul Ledoux. Ledoux. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're sorry. Maybe he's Ledoux for a goal. Is there else. another Paul Ledoux in the NHL? I did not think so. Bro, he's... Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, the Islanders are a shit. They're, they're not a shit show, but uh, it's in a tough time out. over there. Yeah. But not as tough as it is in Vancouver. So, <laughs> you don't have fucking Lou Lamorello going out to the media every other day. <laughs> Lou Lamorello um, doesn't, doesn't do media. He no. Just, he just, yeah. He says he's a doppelganger. He just doesn't do anything. He gives you, he says a bunch of words, but none of them are an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when's GM of the year? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this clip of the Simpsons, but Lou Lamoral reminds me of Grandpa Simpson going into Mr. Burns' office. We distract them with a very long story that goes nowhere. So I was <laughs> taking the ferry to Shelbyville. Which, and it only cost a nickel. We wore onions in our shoes, which was the style of the time. I know I'm totally butchering it, but that's what it reminds me. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I don't that know what my cat is doing. More like laying enough. on a bag and like meowing. That's weird. Anyways, um, I want to talk about uh, so Fenway Sports Group is reportedly going to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know if you can hear my cat meowing. She's like rustling around in a bag and like you know, I hear her. Hi. You got something to say? No, I guess not. Anyways. She's a little camera shy. Yeah, no. Once the uh, pressure gets on her, the spotlight's on her and she can't do it. Um. Anyways. She's there when the cameras are off. Exactly, yeah. Behind the scenes. glue. You might even say a glue guy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Fenway Sports uh, group is reportedly going to buy penguins i don't think it's a done deal yet but uh i think a a couple episodes ago we were talking about parades and how pittsburgh is like one of the small like they only had like a what was it like somewhere between 300 and like 600,000 people or something and we can't that doesn't tell the whole story that's right and pittsburgh is a smaller market team like compared to the rest like you look at the original six teams and all that, like they're, they're a small market team. If they did not have Lemieux come in 
and save this franchise as a draft pick, they would be been moved if they didn't have Crosby come in. Kansas City, right? Yeah, they would be in Kansas City or Hamilton, I think. Kansas City was yep. would have been the first time in like the eighties or nineties, and then uh Hamilton with Crosby. Hamilton would have been with Crosby had they not won it. So they've been so lucky with like getting these players right before they're getting moved. And mm-hmm. they're kind of I don't want to say they're on a downturn because you can never like bet but like bet against the penguins because Crosby and Malkin are still there. But uh, eventually you won't be able to yeah though, you're right? not going like to be eventually keep... yeah like so they finally get stable ownership like everyone's like until like, they get shane right sorry yeah they're gonna yeah they're gonna like miss the playoff by one point then win the lottery and exactly then, yeah, exactly that's how it goes and then they'll they'll miss the playoffs again one year because everyone will be injured and then they'll get like Connor bedard as well and then they'll be fine anyways stop, stop. <laughs> oh by the way since you're talking about the penguins uh Take it way back to the beginning of the podcast. I found out there's actually a third 50 goal score in the last decade. Apparently, Malk had snuck in a 50 goal season oh, like years yes. ago. Yes, MVP mm. season. Yeah, yep. that would have been totally forgot about 2011, that. 2012, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I don't see how them getting picked up by the Fenways could be seen as like everyone's like, oh, thing. Crosby's gonna go to Boston now just because they're they're, they're owned by the same people that own, I think they own the Red Sox. No, actually, the Penguins are so bad that they they're now owned by an MLB team. It, so that's pretty sad. It really just baffles my mind how stupid some people are on the internet. Like, you really think because the Fenway Sports Company is going to buy them, that they're going to move that multi-billion dollar franchise to Boston, where there's no room for another franchise. Like, can we just use our brains for five seconds, please, people? Come on. Yeah, let's take the attention off an original six Boston Bruins team and move the Pittsburgh Penguins there and build another arena and spend another billion dollars on it. There's literally Fenway, one city Penguins where they could Boston. put they could put a second like team with an original six team and it would be Toronto. Yeah, that's Hamilton. It. Yep. I think we need to move the Red Wings to freaking Quebec. Get them out of here. <laughs> I saw a thing. It's like there's apparently talks that uh, the uh, premier of Quebec wants to bring the Quebec Nordiques back. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's Gary cool, Batman needs to just stop trying should. to put his name in the good light in the media. You're not in the good light. You won't be for a long time. You like, never will be. He oh, made the. Yeah. It's crazy. He made the NHL over a billion dollars in revenue, and he's still not on my good side. Like no. you are such a loser. Oh my sure. god, he's been there for almost thirty years. He needs to. But yep, know, we've. I think we've made that clear. Bring me an Adam Silver s commissioner. Por favor, thank give, you. Yeah, give Same. me a commissioner that gives a general fuck about the players and not just the owners. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. I think the people would like that personally. But then there won't be traveling anymore. Come oh, no. <laughs> oh, so Connor McDavid can take are we two steps do? with the fuck. Okay. <laughs> then people might be held accountable. What? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Accountability? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Damn. Don't get all the money. No. If it ain't the requ- if it ain't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Me well. reaping. Oh fuck yeah. Me sewing. Oh, no, this I don't sucks. Like this. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Oh man, this sucks. This kind of. Su- it's like the it's the picture of Hannibal verse. Haha. <laughs> this sucks, man. <laughs> but uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to talk about? I feel like we touched on everything in the notes. I feel like we need to talk more about sports arenas, Pierce. What's going on with the sports arenas? Sports. Can we until the Hawks uh, get a uh, Bell Tire Stadium? 
going to be great. It's going to be renamed to Bell. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Pierce, you forgot the best news in sports arena news. Oh, Come yes. On. I forgot. The to LA the Kings notes. will be They're renaming their arena Crypto. <laughs> Crypto.com arena. <laughs> and people actually care. <laughs> It was like oh, the dangle thing. It's like, oh no, it's... Staples doesn't have the name right. So why don't you go to Staples and buy some paper if you feel <laughs> seriously? Like, oh my god, no. Someone was like, there were people that were like, Kobe's rolling over in his grave right now that you're changing the name, and it's like, Dude, Kobe. I'm just sorry. Kobe is a money. fucking yeah. business. Kobe was a businessman. He'd literally laugh in your face. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Kobe would have signed the fucking deal to make it happen. Yeah, just because, like, like. I don't get it, dude. Like, I get why people don't like crypto because people who use crypto are like people who use crypto and obnoxious are about it have given it such a bad image, and it's just like guys. Like the 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 high not... the high point of cryptocurrency is kind of being like Jordan Belford. So I I come on, my I name just, is I Jordan. Can't. It's I, the same thing as being mad bad. It's like this. What you guys are losing sleep over, really? It's it really feels like the same thing as the fucking you know national anthem thing. Oh no, you won't kneel for my flag song. Oh, what are we gonna do? It's also the same with the Leafs oh, when they no. changed from Air Canada Center to Scotiabank, even though Scotiabank has been like put in so much money. Air Canada Center, no, I gotta stand. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a ticket to stand in unity with them. It's like yeah, they like said, Crypto.com Arena. Oh no! What oh are gonna no! Do? Now I'm just gonna take my talents to fucking. Honda Center in Anaheim. Oh no! <laughs> I'm taking mine to Guaranteed Rate Park. Thank you. I wonder if people were that pissed. I wonder if people were losing their shit like that when Chicago, the Chicago Stadium, got torn down and turned back into and turned into United Center. I wonder how many people lost their shit like they're losing right now. And what's going to happen with, when the United it. Center gets renamed? That's <laughs> it. I've had it with again, the cryptocurrency arena. I am now taking my talents to Honda Center in Anaheim. <laughs> no, I'm taking my talents to Dogecoin Park. Dogecoin. <laughs> Is that a thing yet? No, but it will be probably. Oh, Please yeah. be. To my the fav- Moon Stadium is going to be fantastic. My favorite cryptocurrency thing of all time is I was listening to like an Anthony Mackie interview back in the day, and he was just like, "I don't, I don't invest in Bitcoin. I invest in Litecoin. I don't trust Bitcoin." I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Somebody it. tell him no. <laughs> I invest in Litecoin. I'm like. You do you, boss man. Jeez. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but we got nothing else to say. We're just blabbering at this point. Oh, I completely forgot <laughs> about blabbering. this, but I want to end the podcast on a very, very bright note. So I think I think Schmidt, you know what it is, but um so, <laughs> Wonder Woman. No 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 no. It's like actually no, it's good. It's so, really good, so, actually. <laughs> um Kyle Beach played his first game since the investigation yes! in Germany and he yes. got two goals and they won. He and did? They, yeah. Fuck yeah. 8-2 win. So happy yeah. for and him, And he got man. two goals. That is so, Listen, so happy awesome. for Kyle Beach. The end goal is to get him to play an NHL game and score on the Blackhawks. Please. Yes, please. please. Just, I, I, as much as I would like for that to happen, it's not. But <laughs> Oh, it will never. It'll never. No. But I can Dude, even like an AHL contract, it'd be cool. But you know what? It doesn't. None of this For him, matters. man. The fact that he's back whatever, on the whatever, ice is yeah, awesome. Whatever he wants to do I that makes him happy, he can do whatever. Exactly. Just, and we're all rooting for him and whatever he does. So, yeah. anyways, uh, thank y'all for tuning in and uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday days, y'all. Peace. Go Blackhawks.